How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. Welcome to the Story Village with Silka Rose West. Come in, come in. Welcome to the Story Village. Oh, hello, dear children. So good to see you again. I heard there is a river otter down by the river. And I have a feeling that little Holly the Snow Fairy might be there as well. Shall we go and see? All right. Down, down, down. It's a long road. Slippery and icy, too. You better be careful. Whoops! Up again we go. Slip, slip, slide. Slip, slip, slide. Whew! I see a bighorn sheep looking down from up high. Look. Hmm, I wonder if it's going to the river as well. Oh, and there, coyote footsteps. Wonder if Brother Coyote is also on his way to the river. We shall find out. Let's go. I know a really good hiding place for us. It's a little cave right in the walls of the canyon. There we can overlook the river and see what's going to happen today. And if it gets a little cold, we'll make a fire. But just a little one, so we don't scare the animals away, all right? Okay, one, two, three. Here we go. Into the cave. Oh, there it is, the river otter. I knew we would find him. I had a feeling something would happen today down here. The river seems to be solid ice. Oh my, wonder if the river otter goes ice skating at all. Oh, and there, it's Holly, the snow fairy. She is riding on the back of Squirrel Naughtyfoot. Seems like he's turning into a snow horse or something. Can you see Randolph anywhere? The old root gnome? Hmm, maybe he stayed home and keeps the fire going. Let's watch what Holly the Snow Fairy and Squirrel Naughtyfoot are up to today. It looks like they're visiting the otter. Hi, Cousin Otter. This is my friend Naughtyfoot. He is a squirrel. Oh, a squirrel, said the otter. Does he know how to play? Oh, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Well, let's see. Let's go skating on the river. Come, follow me. Run, one, two, three. Holly flew, of course, because she's a snow fairy. And Naughtyfoot tried to run after Little Otter, but he slipped and he fell right into a water hole. Help, he shouted. 
Oh, said River Otter, and he dove down into the hole and pulled Naughty Foot back out. He said, what fun playing will I have with you? You don't even know how to skate and fall into the ice and come out of the water again. Oh, little Otter, don't be upset with Naughty Foot. He just is not a water animal. I know. How about we climb trees? said Naughty Foot to little Otter, feeling a little embarrassed that he had fallen into the water hole and that now he was so cold that he had to shiver to get himself warm again. Oh, I'm not into climbing trees, said little Otter. Water is so much more fun. Well, but I, I can't play in the water. It's too cold for me, said Naughty Foot. Help me out over here. I have some work to do. Who was that? Oh, that's old Grandpa Beaver. He's trying to build a new home. He says his old one isn't good enough anymore. But you know what I think? I think his old one is just fine. It's just that he loves to work all the time. He just doesn't know how to play. Well, said Holly, that's okay. That's probably the way he plays, by working. Oh, that's silly, said little Otter. He should play on the ice, and he doesn't need another home. Squirrel Naughtyfoot said, Well, to me it sounds more fun helping the beaver than slip and sliding into the ice-cold water. All right, said little Otter. Okay, let's go over to Grandpa Beaver. Holly said, Come on, little Otter, let's have fun together. We know how to play. Come, follow me, chase me. Little Otter chased Holly. He loved the little snow fairy. And Naughtyfoot loved her too, and he was a little bit jealous. He's like, well, now Holly likes to play with the otter, and I want her to play with me. But I'll show her how strong I am. And so when Grandpa Beaver said, well, who can help me move some of these branches down into my new home? I can, said Naughtyfoot. Look how strong I am. Little Otter did not want to show off his strengths. In fact, he wanted to play. And he said, well, I'm not going to lift a thing. I'll just throw them down. And he picked up the long pieces of willow that Grandpa Beaver had chewed down. And he threw them like spears down at the river. And he threw them so well that they fell into the holes that was made in the ice the places where he would usually dive into and come out again. Yay, this is fun, said little Otter. Beaver, go, choose some more of those willows and I'll throw them like spears. Well, that doesn't work, said Beaver, because you throw them in there and then they're going to float underneath the ice all the way down south. I need them to be here. Well, what do you want me to do? Well, if you... Throw them into the ice, then you have to be able to go right after and storm on the edge of the river for me. Oh, all right, said little Otter. How about you, Naughtyfoot? Throw the willows down and I'm going to dive with them down and storm in the right place. All right, said Naughtyfoot, go. But when Naughtyfoot tried to throw willow, he was not able to throw it as well as little Otter, and he felt embarrassed. Oh, 
I can't throw it like you. Don't worry, said Holly, you're doing great. Just keep trying. Now Holly was too little into light. She could not lift the weight of the willow. Grandpa Beaver was too busy chewing more and more branches that he was unable to help. So Naughty Foot had to walk halfway down near the river before he could throw him. And little Otter said, hey, you're taking too long. How come you can't just throw him from up high? And Naughty Foot said, well, I just can't. And he got so upset that he threw the willow that it knocked little Otter on the head. And he went right into the hole under the ice and disappeared. <gasps> oh, no, Naughty Foot thought. Oh, I think, I hope I didn't hit him on the head and now he's gone. And so Naughty Foot ran to the hole of ice water and he jumped right in, dove underneath and forgot all about his fear of cold water. But little Otter had just pretended to have been hit and fell in just for the fun of it. And once little Naughty Foot opened his eyes under the water, under the ice, he saw little Otter laughing and smiling. And Naughty Foot wanted to come back up, but ice was over his head and little Otter had to push him towards the opening and push him back out. Oh, Naughty Foot said, you're not fun at all. You pretended to have fallen in, but you know how to swim, and I was afraid of you, and I tried to save you. You don't need to save me, said Little Otter. All you need to do is learn how to throw properly. I know how to throw properly, but I can't throw the same distance you can. Well, maybe you need somebody to help you out. Like who? Well, ask friend Bighorn. Look, he's standing up there on the cliff watching us. He never has much to do. You could ask him. <sighs> okay, said Naughty Foot, and he ran and clambered up the mountains towards the rocks, towards the Bighorn sheep. Hey, Bighorn, will you help me out? I need to get these branches down. The Bighorn sheep had no interest in engaging in such a group activity. After all, he was just standing here looking and gazing over the river, eating a little grass here and a little grass there. That's not my kind of work, said the bighorn sheep. I have different things to do. Oh, said Squirrel Naughty Foot, I'd better find somebody else. All of a sudden he saw a crane that sat nearby on a big rock. But the minute he approached the crane, the crane took flight. And he said, not my work. You better find someone else. Ah, oh, said Naughty Foot. Holly, I don't know what to do. I can't throw quite as well as little river otter. Well, go tell Grandpa Beaver. He'll know what to do. So... Naughty Foot went to Grandpa Beaver and said, Grandpa Beaver, I don't know how to throw the sticks at the same distance than little Otter. What should I do? Oh, all you need to do is build yourself something like a slingshot and you put in the sticks and then you release them and they will fly through the air. Oh, that sounds actually fun, said Naughty Foot. How would I do that? Here, I'll help you. 
Take this one, Willow, bend it down. They're rather flexible. Now put the other on it and let it go. Wow, that's fun, said Naughtyfoot. So he bent down one of the flexible willows and put on one of the dried ones that Beaver had gnawed to the ground and let it go and floops. It went all the way down, but far away from where Little River Otter was. It didn't hit the mark, but Little River Otter loved to run and he said, Yay, that's great. Now I can run on the ice and slip and slide and catch the stick and bring it back into the hole. And so they got engaged in a good game. Holly was happy. She had been a little bit afraid that Naughtyfoot and Little Otter would not get along. But now that Grandpa Beaver designed a good system for Little Naughtyfoot, he was able to throw the sticks and feel quite satisfied with himself. Oh, Grandpa Beaver, this is so much fun! I didn't know that work could be so much fun. Oh, yeah, said Grandpa Beaver. Most people don't know that work can be so much fun. Otherwise, they would build new homes all the time. Is that why you're building a new home? Of course, my old home would still be good. I don't really need a new home, but I love to do the work. How is that for your teeth, chewing all this wood? Oh, it's great. My teeth are sharp and strong. You should try it, too. Okay, said Naughtyfoot, show me what I can do. Well, you come down below to the bottom of the plant and then you start chewing on the wood. And Naughtyfoot tried, but it was too hard for him. And so he decided to rather shoot the willows across the river and for Otto to go and fetch them. Little Holly thought, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to sit on one of the willows that you're going to shoot and I can pretend that I'm going on a sleigh ride through the air. A sleigh ride through the air sounds fun, said Naughtyfoot. So Holly sat on the next willow and held on tight and one, two, three, and she flew through the air and landed on the icy river. She rolled off and tumbled and laughed and laughed and laughed. That was so much fun, she said, and she flew back up again. But all of a sudden, there was a big noise. The bighorn sheep that was higher up on the mountain head stepped on a rock that gotten loose and it fell and came grumbling down. And down, down it went, almost hit the beaver who was quick enough to jump out of the way, but it ran over Naughtyfoot's paw. Oh, said Naughtyfoot, that hurt. Oh, Holly the Snow Fairy came quickly and said, are you okay? No, I'm not. My paw got crushed by a rock by this big horned sheep up there. I don't like big horns. First, they didn't want to help us, and now they crashed my paw. Quickly to the river, said Beaver. Hold it in the ice-cold water. That's the first thing you got to do. Holly went and told River Otter what had happened, and he said, Wait, I'm going to go down below and get some of my special seaweeds. I have some precious herbs that we can wrap around your friend's paw. Oh, said Naughtyfoot, I will never be able to climb a tree again. 
Oh, why did I have to get hurt? Oh, well, you were too excited about this new thing. You didn't pay attention, said Holly, but don't worry, I'll help you out. So first they got him down to the river to put his paw in the ice-cold water until he couldn't even feel his paw anymore. Little Otto brought up a bunch of different leaves and grasses from down below and he wrapped them around the paw of little Naughty Foot. Oh, said Naughty Foot, I don't like this at all. Well, don't cry so much, said Beaver, because that won't help. How about you just rest here for a little bit? I want to go home to Randolph. I'll take you home, said Holly. I'll help the beaver, said Otter. After all, we live down here. Say hello to your friend Randolph, and I hope you feel better soon, Naughtyfoot. Me too, said Naughtyfoot. I'll come back sometime. Thanks for the help, said Beaver. And off Holly and Naughtyfoot went. It took a long time, for they couldn't go fast. And so first they went up the hill and they sat for a while and then they went a little bit further up. Oh, it's too hard. I can't walk, Holly. I'm in so much pain. Okay, wait here. I'm going to fly up the mountain and get Randolph to pick you up in a sled. <sighs> you do that, said Naughty Foot. He really didn't feel good and he also usually did not complain. So Holly knew he was really in pain. Holly flew up the mountain, came to Randolph, who was at home sitting by the fire. Randolph, Naughtyfoot got hurt. A bighorn was stepping on a rock and it tumbled down and crushed his paw. Oh no, said Randolph, that doesn't sound good. A squirrel that doesn't have a good paw can't climb trees. That's not good at all. Where is he right now? Oh, he's resting in a little cave near the river, but I told him we would get him. Do you still have the hat that you found once? I do, said little Holly. All right, said Randolph, go get the hat, and I will see if friend Rabbit can help us out. So Randolph got his little medicine pouch and went over to the rabbit's hole. Hey, Rabbit, are you awake? We have an emergency. We need to go get Squirrel Naughtyfoot back on the mountain. Oh, no, what happened to him? asked Rabbit. Well, the bighorn stepped on a rock, and the rock fell down and crushed his paw. All right. Well, Holly said, do you have some string? Ah, I have some bark that I wove into a rope, and little Rabbit, hold on to it, and we're going to take the hat, and we're going to put Naughtyfoot in the hat and pull him back up the mountain. Little Rabbit said, Okay, Holly, you and Randolph, you can sit in the hat on the way down. I'll pull you down as quick as I can. No, no, I fly ahead, said Holly, because I know where Naughtyfoot is waiting. So Randolph jumped into the hat and took his medicine pouch, and the rabbit took the rein that Randolph was holding in his hands, which was made out of bark, and down the mountain they went. Holly flew ahead, Rabbit pulled the black hat, and Randolph sat in there hoping that Naughtyfoot would be okay. He loved his friend. It was painful for him to hear that Naughtyfoot couldn't even walk back home. By the time they got to the place where Naughtyfoot had been waiting, 
it had an almost dark, and Naughtyfoot's paw had swollen up quite a bit, and his head was hot, and he said, I think I'm dying, Randolph, I think I'm dying. Don't worry, you're not going to die, said Randolph. And he gave him some little herbs to take, and puts a little bit of ice around the paw. Said, come, we get you into this hat, and Rabbit will pull us both up the mountain. Randolph took the reins, and Rabbit took it in its mouth and started running again up the mountain. Holly flew ahead, hoping that everything would be okay. By the time they came home, Naughtyfoot had such a big fever that Randolph said, he needs to stay with me tonight. We cannot let him be alone in his tree. Just have him rest in the hat, and Holly, if you want to check on us in the morning, you can do so. So Holly said goodbye, and the rabbit, who was quite exhausted after pulling the hat all the way up the mountain, went home as well. Randolph had been sitting with quite a few animals that had gotten injured in his time, and so he knew this would take a while. It was not a quick fix. First, he gave some tea to little Naughtyfoot to make sure the fever wouldn't go too high. And then he would start to put some ointment on the paw. And he would sit around the fire and stay with him, day in and day out. Every day, Holly came by and asked, How is Naughtyfoot? Oh, he's still not well, Randolph would say. I hope he can use his paw again once he comes back to full health. It took about six weeks, which is a long time, until Naughtyfoot started to make jokes again and was again silly. Holly had felt a little bad. She thought if I wouldn't have taken Naughtyfoot down to the river, he wouldn't have gotten injured. Oh... I wish I could do something, she said. So every day she just brought a little bit of water from the special well near the river. And every day her friend Otto sent something with her to bring to Naughtyfoot, a little herb or something from the stream, a little pebble at times. Beaver said, well, that's life. Never know what's going to happen next. The bighorn sheep just put his head to one side and to the other and said, Yep, things happen. And Holly said, It's not right. I wish it wouldn't have happened. But on the day when Naughtyfoot was waiting for her outside of Randall's house, she was all happy to see. I'm so happy to see you outside again. I was so worried about you. Don't worry, said Naughtyfoot. I think maybe I just needed to hibernate. It was so good being in the care of Randolph. I think I'll be okay. It might still take a while until I'm very fully to health. And I won't go down to the river until I'm really well. Well, said Holly, that's fine. We'll stay close to home. And they did. They stayed close to home. And Randolph, every day he checked on the paw of Naughty Foot. And everything was fine in the end, although it was a little bit scary, as you can only imagine. I'm glad he is okay. 
Now Beaver is probably still working on his house, and little Otto is probably still playing, and the bighorn sheep is probably still gazing over the river looking for some nice green grass. And we children, we have to go home. It's getting a bit late. Off we go. Goodbye. The circle is round. It has no end. And that's why my stories will never end. Thank you for listening to the Story Village. I look forward to our next journey together. I do wonder what we will find. Every day brings a new gift, and with it a new story. If you are a child, you might find it fun to explore your own story village as you play throughout the day. Who lives there? What kind of people do you meet? And if you are a parent listening to this story, I encourage you to find your own story village inside and begin to share stories of your own. Storytelling is a powerful way to feel into the collective energy of your children, neighbors, parents, and grandparents. I share my stories out of desire to empower you to tell yours. We are part of a global village where anyone may enter. Your story is the greatest gift you can give to your village of human beings. The sound of your voice, the feeling behind your words, the courage to let yourself be heard. This is the true gift of storytelling. You. Thanks for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children, a bi-weekly podcast from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, now in 19 languages. Our goal is to help parents, teachers, and grandparents connect heart-to-heart with kids. You can find this podcast as well as upcoming webinars, events, our blog, stories, and more at howtotellstoriestochildren.com and on our Facebook page. You will also find the entirety of Season 1, which gives more background and perspective on a variety of storytelling topics. You can also submit questions and ideas. we like to hear from you. If you value this podcast, we invite you to consider making a contribution to keep it alive. The proliferation of free podcasts, articles, and resources on the web makes it easy to forget that real people are behind the work. It means a lot to us when you take the time to rate and review our book, this podcast, or share it with a friend. And if you're able, your financial gifts at patreon.com slash how to tell stories to children make it possible for us to continue calling out the storytelling voice in other parents, teachers, and grandparents. Together, we can spread the intimacy and joy of storytelling one family at a time.